It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into the best, worst, and most likely case scenario for the Oklahoma City Thunder in tomorrow's draft. Plus, the latest draft rumors such as, is Chet Holmgren a lock to go number two to the Oklahoma City Thunder? All of this and more coming up on today's Locked On Thunder podcast and Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. Email the show, LOThunderPod at gmail.com. On today's show, we're going to dive into the best, worst, and most likely case scenarios for the Oklahoma City Thunder on draft night, plus... Talk more about draft prospects who talk to those of us in the media. And we're going to recap the latest draft intel from around the league, including Woj saying that the Thunder are zeroing in on and have always had Chet Holmgren top of mind in this draft process. But the 2022 NBA draft, as we're recording this, is one day, 15 hours, and 52 minutes away. Can you believe that? We're that close to the NBA draft where the Thunder Control picks 2, 12, and 34. Let's go through the worst case scenario, the most likely case scenario, and the best case scenario possible for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's start though with the worst case scenario because the Thunder are in a position to where they're in such a great spot that there's no such thing as a worst case scenario. You really got to squint and you've really got to think of something outlandish that will produce anything short of backflips on Thursday night in Bricktown. But the worst case scenario that I can think of that, you know, maybe could happen would be selecting Jay Nivey at two selecting Usman Jiang at 12. And I, I, I don't think that there's going to be a bad pick at 34. Like I, who you could, you could draft anybody at 34 and it's just kind of a crapshoot. We all have our favorite guys around that range, but I'm not going to list the 34 in the worst case scenario because I feel like that's kind of unfair to the player. But um, you know, if you walked out of the lottery with your two picks landing at Jay Nivey and Usman Jiang, that is a, that is a worst-case scenario outcome for, for the Thunder because it's a tough sell for most people. Like, at least half the fan base will have a tough sell on Ivy, Giddy, and Shea working together. You 
have that tough letdown of spending this last year talking about Paulo and Chet and then adding in Jabari Smith as well. It's 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 been those top three guys for half a year now, and it's been all about Chet. It's been about Paulo. It's been about Jabari. And then you walk away after getting the number two overall pick with none of the three who you thought uh, the Thunder would get. That would be a letdown. And that's really where the negatives stop. Because the counter-argument would be, number one, you're going to be bad next year for Victor and Mignogna if this is your team. Uh, not, not a knock on Ivy. It's just that we saw last year to assimilate a couple guards together and Giddy and Shea, it took a long time. And they didn't really get their best game together until the day after the All-Star break. And then, of course, never played together again after that because Giddy got hurt. So, like, it took a long time for them to feel confident in their pairing. And, of course, they only got one game of that confidence in their pairing. But still, they did get that game eventually. So now you're adding a third wrinkle to a pair that points to one game as their as their you know, the game for their pairing. So, like, we still have question marks about Giddy and Shea in general working together. Now we're throwing another question mark in how do they, how do those two guys get on the same page? And then now incorporating this third guy into that page as well. So that's going to take half a season to, to get that done. If not the whole season to find the rhythm and find the groove of those three guys playing off of each other. And then Usman Jing, I think is just a, a nothing player next year in the NBA. I, I don't see with it with Usman Jing in general, but I think next year he's a negative for your team more so than a positive for your team as a rookie. So he'd make your team very bad. Of course, you'd still be very young, and of course, uh, you'd still be in this re- rebuilding phase, but Ivy and Jiang really cleared the deck for you to be a very bad team without pulling a ton of strings and trying to get Victor Wembanyama. Another counterpoint to this being the worst-case scenario would be that this is certainly obvious that Sam Presti would have Jaden Ivey as his number one player in the draft if he took Jaden Ivey at two. And for GM who has never missed on a top 10 pick, if he signs off on a guy at number two, well then, who who am I, who are you, who are we to stand in the way of that or to question that in a, in a sense, right? Now, I don't believe you should just throw your hands up and, and say trust Presti and move on with your life, right? This is a basketball podcast, so if we did that, our podcast episodes would be very short. Uh, but while it would raise some questions... Ultimately, it ties back into, hey, look, I have, you know, Jaden Ivey at four on my board. If Sam Presti has him three spots higher, who am I to disagree, right? He has way more info than I do. Uh, And so you'd trust the judgment in that kind of small variance of um, placeholders there from four to one. And again, Sam Presti does deserve, especially in the top 10, um, the benefit of the doubt because he's never failed in the top 10. He's never failed at the top of this draft, especially in the top five and the top six. You know, he's never failed at this point in his career. So the counterpoint would be, this is the worst case scenario, quote unquote, but you still give that courtesy to Sam Presti about Jaden Ivey. And then the last counterpoint to this, being the worst case scenario, is I believe Sam Presti can play off ball. And, and look, I had those same emotions when this first was brought up, as as you all have, you know, some of you have all had, well, how do they all three fit together? And would that push somebody out between the trio? Would that push somebody out in the future? Uh, but talking to people in the in the NBA, I I've, I've really felt confident that Ivy can play off of off ball very well and can work with these two guys, and it can be a really nice trio. 
And of course, I've heard multiple NBA teams have Ivy in their top three, which of course bumps out one of Chet, Paolo, or Jabari to number four uh, on their big boards. So it wouldn't be um, a disaster. It just would be the worst possible feasible scenario to have Jaden Ivey, Usman Jiang on the roster. And those are your two takeaways from draft night, one of the most anticipated drafts. And we'll talk tomorrow about how big this day is for the franchise. On draft night, it would feel kind of like a letdown. But we're going to grade each scenario coming up, and you might be surprised by the grade because, like I said, the worst-case scenario is still a nice outcome. We just counted out every argument you can make against this worst-case scenario. So that's the position the Thunder have put themselves in in this draft to where even with that outcome, I would hate the GN GN pick at 12, but you can explain the Ivy pick at 2, and because of the track record – you really got to side with Sam Presti on this one until proven until proven wrong. You really got to got to go on that limb with him and just see if the limb snaps or not. Right? It's just he deserves that respect and deserves that deserves that kind of um, fortune, if you will, for for how he's handled the NBA draft to this point. But coming up, we still got to get to the best case scenario for the Thunder. If if we close our eyes right now, and if you're driving, don't close your eyes. But if we close your eyes right now, and you think and you manifest tomorrow what you want to have happen, if you could control with your mind, like we're in a Stranger Things episode, you control the 29 other teams, and you can manipulate who they draft, what is the best possible outcome in the NBA draft on Thursday that can happen for the Thunder? We'll talk about that coming up. Plus, what's the most realistic option for OKC? And... Woj reports that Chet Holmgren has been at the top of the Thunder list all along, and he is a lock to go number two if he's there for the Thunder. So what does that look like on Thursday? All of that and more coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. And thank you so much for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Really appreciate it. Subscribe across all platforms so you never miss an episode. And coming up, we'll talk about that best case scenario for the Thunder and the most likely case scenario for OKC, as well as diving into the latest draft rumors and intel. But first, I want to tell you right now about our good friends over at betonline.net, folks. BetOnline is incredible. It's where you want to be to bet on sports for the latest sports odds, news, development, Check them out today. They've got podcast news, trends, action, everything you can ask for. You can even bet, folks. I know the NBA season's over, and I know that maybe you don't follow baseball or maybe you don't follow any other sports besides the NBA, but that doesn't mean betting on the NBA is over because I have some fantastic lines for you regarding the draft tomorrow that you can go find and you can go bet on right now at bet online it's very simple and easy to do so let's talk about them you you can bet the over under on draft positions for example aj griffin over under the 11 and a half pick so if he's picked at 11 uh that would be the under and of course picked 10 9 8 and then if he's picked at 12 that would be the over which would be great for the Thunder if they stay put at 12 and draft A.J. Griffin. You look around the projected numbers here. Shaden Sharp, who is a very interesting 
uh, player to watch for for the Thunder, who the Thunder supposedly are targeting. They're, you know, if you read on ESPN with Jonathan, Jonathan Giovanni and you read these reports that the Thunder are targeting Shaden Sharp and Jaden Ivey in a trade-up scenario, Shaden Sharp's over-under is the eighth pick. I think that that's about right for him. I'm not sure if it'll be exactly two. Um, the Pelicans, I, I think that it'll be like in that eighth slot and maybe the Pelicans trade out of that to um, to pick up an additional asset. But the, they have these over-unders for every player. Jamie Sohan, his over-under is 12. So he's projected to go right where the Thunder are at. And so would you be happy with staying put and drafting Jeremy Sohan at 12? And then, oh my goodness, what a defensive unit that would be of Dort, Holmgren, Sohan uh, on defense. That'd be awesome. And, and so... That's what you can do to make Thursday even more enticing for you. You can bet on draft positions if you just feel totally confident in a certain thing happening over another on draft night. Go check it out. It is at betonline.net. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, it's your teams every day, and I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOThunderPod. It's going to be draft night very, very soon, and so we have a ton for you to look forward to and get prepared for it. You can, first of all, know that instead of our traditional one live stream draft show during the draft, Every team is going to go live after their selections made to give you the instant reaction from our local experts talking about their pick and talking about um, what's gone on with their franchise on draft night. So you can go check out uh, like the Locked On Magic podcast after the picks made to see what they think about the number one overall selection. So that'll be a lot of fun uh, to go to. I'm going to try to do that myself, obviously. With Lockdown Thunder, uh, we'll, we'll see if it can work out without me disturbing anyone else at the uh, at the uh, Thunder facility. So make sure you check us all out anywhere you get your podcast from. It's going to be very a fun day, a monumental day for the franchise. We'll talk more about that tomorrow. But let's get into the best case scenario. Close your eyes right now and just imagine how happy you'll be on Thursday at roughly midnight whenever the draft is over and you're just too excited to sleep if this is the outcome. The second overall pick is Chet Holmgren, who um, the vast majority of Thunder fans truly want Chet Holmgren. He's the number two overall pick. And then imagine the 12th overall pick in some form or fashion via trade, via slippage, via anything, turns into either Shaden Sharp or Jaden Ivey. And then some names I like at pick 34. Keon Ellis could fall. I like Jordan Hall. Patrick Pollan Jr. on a chance that he gets healthier. Or Gene Montero. Whatever 34 is, of course, is just icing on the cake. And just imagine that of Chet Holmgren plus either Shaden Sharp or Jaden Ivey. You would be walking away with two of my top five talents in this draft. 
by Friday morning, the Thunder would add two top five talents in the 2022 NBA draft if this were to happen, in my opinion. Now, the counter argument is trading up to get Jaden Ivey is very hard to do and almost impossible to get four. I think that it would start with Lou Dort and Kenny Hustle because those are two players who could play in the playoffs for the Sacramento Kings who want desperately to make the play in. I think that those are two kind of NBA players who can help you win basketball games at a high level. Uh, So those two, I think, would have to go. Obviously, 12 would have to go, and I think that it would take a future first, if not two future firsts, to get the Kings to even think about doing this trade. Uh, And do you believe that confidently in Jaden Ivey being that good? For me, I would pull the trigger on Lou Dort and Kenny Hustle uh, and 12 in a first-round pick to get up to draft uh, Jaden Ivey, but it takes two to tango. It takes the Kings to also want to do that as well. But the counter would be, it's almost too hard to get away with Ivy at the four overall slot uh, to get from 12 to four. Um, the also, there's a counter argument to Shaden Sharp of, do you want to trade up at all? Of course, you would not need to go to four. You need to go to like seven, eight, nine, ten. But do you want to trade up at, at all to get Shaden Sharp, who could be, um, you know, a bad player? Like we, we've only seen him play in high school. To me, uh, I would do it. I, I think that the reasoning behind why you would do this is you'd walk away with two of my top five guys and you'd have two players. If you had any combination of these, of these three, Chet, Shea, uh, Shaden, and Jaden, if you had Chet Holmgren, Shane Sharp, Shane Ivy, any combination of those two, you'd have two players who I think have franchise changing upside and you cannot get better than that, especially in this draft than walking away with two players who have franchise changing upsides. So that's the reason why you do it, and that's the reason why, to me, it's the best-case scenario. Let's talk and shift over to the most realistic-case scenario for the Oklahoma City Thunder. To me, again, I bet money that it's going to be Chet Holmgren at two, so he is the most realistic option at two, unless, of course, the Magic just surprise us and, and pull the rug out from under all of us in the NBA world and take Chet over Jabari. Uh, but Chet Holmgren at two. At 12... I really think Johnny Davis will be there at 12. And then at 34, I think that the most realistic option would either be Keon Ellis if you stay put or trading back into that two-way range where at 34, what I mean by that is at 34, it is very hard to ink a player to a two-way deal. Whoever you're just at 34 is typically going to be on a, a contract that mirrors that of a, of a late first-round pick. It'll have more outs for the team, such as non-guarantees and things like that, but it'll be a standard NBA contract. And the Thunder are running out of spots for standard NBA contracts. So they do have an open two-way spot, though, because they're only occupying one with Lindy Waters, and they have one available. So I could see them trading back from 34 um, to get into that range of the 40s where then you can start to talk guys into the two-way deal, especially with the Thunder's track record. Look, the Thunder can can even just trade back a little bit and be more comfortable signing a guy to a two-way deal because they can sell the agency and the player on the fact of, look at our history. We convert our guys. We're going to put you on a two-way deal, but we're also going to bring you up to the NBA level and play you, and then we're also going to get you on a standard NBA contract. So it's just biding us time until the trade deadline or until whenever that marker is for converting the deal um, in in that case scenario. So that's kind of the more realistic thing to me with, with 32 would be trading back in a two way range. 
But if you stay put, names like Keon Ellis make a ton of sense. He's worked out twice for OKC. Um, the the counter argument and kind of the reasoning for it is number one, it seems like the Thunder are zeroing in on Chet. That's the, the that's the biggest reason he's the most likely at two for in this case scenario because of the reports from Woj. Another reason is if you're OKC, you really have to go outside the box as a small market team. And let's face it, while we all have concerns about the player of Chet Holmgren and there, there are some um, questions about what his floor is comparatively to his ceiling, if he hits his ceiling, however likely that is, his ceiling, his, his one-of-one outcome is being a league-changing, guys. Listen to me, league Changing, not franchise changing. Chet Holmgren can reinvent the game of basketball at his size, with his passing ability, with his dribbling ability, with his shooting ability, him in transition, him rebounding, him protecting the rim, everything that he does at his size. And if you believe like I do that the, that that Gonzaga did not use him properly offensively, and that the Thunder will, the Thunder will allow him to pass out of the post, the Thunder will allow him. Uh, to play more in the mid-range and also expand upon his role offensively. If you believe those things and you think that the Thunder can have an environment, an ecosystem, a culture that allows him to hit his ceiling, you've got one of the guys who change basketball on your hands, potentially. Would you rather have that or a player like Paulo Bancaro who can make an all-star game pretty comfortably? Like, I, I, I feel pretty comfortable that... that Eventually, Paul and Carroll make an all-star game. We're a player like Jabari Smith, who uh, I had number one on my board in general, but for the Thunder, I have shut home number one if I was making a Thunder-specific board. But but Jabari Smith Jr., of course, uh, if he develops a mid-range game, can be another player who is in a perennial all-star. To me, the only player who can change the league, though, in this draft is Chet Holmgren. So that's the reasoning why I, I think that the Thunder would make this selection and why they do have him at the top of their board and why I think he's the most likely outcome. And then the reasoning for Johnny Davis. To me, Johnny Davis is a bucket getter and a very switchable defender. And I think that in the NBA, when you get better spacing, when you get a better offensive system, when you get better teammates around you, his efficiency will go up. And the Thunder do not have many guys. In fact, they have one or two with Trey Mann that can take the ball and go get a bucket. I said they have two of those guys because Trey Mann can also do that. Past that, Johnny Davis would be just the third guy who I think can go get a bucket in half court when the game slows down and you're playing ISO and you're manipulating pick and rolls. So that's what I think is most realistic where you just stay at 12 and whoever falls there, maybe it's Johnny Davis, maybe it's somebody else at 12. Um, and then at two, you get Chet Holmgren. And then at 34, you trade back and you draft Keon Ellis uh, or, or you trade back and you get into that two-way two -way range with um, other prospects out there, maybe a Jordan Hall, um, maybe a Max Christie if he falls that far, Justin Lewis, Gabriel Pushita as a draft and stash guy, maybe if he falls that far. Uh, there's just a lot of options that it's hard to speculate upon what's going to happen at 34, but that's kind of the outcomes for 34. So coming up, let's grade this scenario for the Thunder and talk about the latest draft intel. But first, I want to say right now, my good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15. Get 15% off 
of your next order. In fact, folks, these built bars are great sources of protein. They're a protein bar that they, that, but they taste like a candy bar. They're great pre-workout or post-workout, even as a meal replacement or a snack. Make sure you check them out today. They have so many great flavors, including this new mud pie, pie flavor. And the mud pie flavor is like this whipped creamy chocolate with cookies and cream drizzle on top. It's just, it's fantastic. It, it truly is fantastic. So check it out today. And they also have the same old reliable flavors that you're used to, like cookies and cream, like white chocolate cookies and cream, double chocolate, cherry barcia. So many great options for you. Uh, check them out today. Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off of your next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on the Locked On Thunder Podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter at LOTHUNDERPOD. Email the show, LOTHUNDERPOD at gmail.com on today's show. We're talking about the NBA draft and talking about what can happen come draft night. So we're going to dive into all of that. But I do want to grade our scenarios. To me, when you're grading the worst case scenario, it still comes out to a B minus. And it improves to B if they don't go as dramatic as Usman Jiang. If they draft Jalen Williams, if they draft... Um, you know, uh, Jalen Duran or Nokak Baji or Malachi Branham or even Nikola, uh, Nikola Jovic, if they draft those kind of guys, it goes to a B. That's your worst case scenario. With room to improve, because as I stated, if the Thunder did draft Jay Nivey, that'd mean that they'd have him number one on their boards and that Sam Presti, who has never missed in the top 10, will have, of course, valued Jaden Ivey that highly. So B is the worst possible outcome. That's a really good spot. That's a really good place to be in the 2022 NBA draft. The best case scenario outcome, of course, is an A+. And to me, the realistic case scenario outcome is an A-. And, you know, depending on who the 12th pick is and depending on how you manipulate 34, easily goes to just a flat A. If I mean, if it was Johnny Davis, I'd give it a flat A. If it was, if it was... Um, you know, Jeremy Sohan, a flat A, right? I mean, this is a very, very good spot to be in for OKC. Let me know in, in the comment section down below your worst case scenario, best case scenario, and most realistic case scenario on Twitter at Rydland underscore styles. You can reach me or email lothunderpod at gmail.com. Media availabilities took place on Tuesday. This is our last one for the cycle. Prospects will have, of course, Wednesday away from us to get prepared for the NBA draft, whether they're in New York or elsewhere. Um, and so today we talked with Tyson Daniels, Akak Baji, Jaden Hardy, Jeremy Sohan, and Blake Wesley. Tyson Daniels said that he had no workout with OKC, but has known Josh Giddy for 10 years and that Josh Giddy has given him tips throughout this process. 
Okagbaji grew up a Thunder fan with the Kevin Durant days, worked out for OKC, and in his workout, he saw some current players working out, kind of saw how they run things for current players in OKC, and then also said he went out to lunch with um, the coaching staff and other prospects who were there. He called the OKC workout a, quote, home environment. And then Jaden Hardy stole the show. I told you last week that Jalen Williams was the best interview in, the, in this process. Jaden Hardy is right up there with him. 1A, 1B between him and Williams. Uh, Hardy was very open, very um, thoughtful, very insightful, and, and tried his best to give as much detail as possible with each and every answer. And I, I just found it um, nice that he, he addressed every media person. When they'd ask a question, he'd say, you know, he'd say, oh, hey, Rylan, like before answering. And so I asked him, about his OKC workout, and he said it was great. It was in front of Sam Presti and in front of Mark Dagnall uh, as well, and that it felt like in each workout, this was this one was not specific to OKC, but he said in each workout he had, he felt like he was the best player at the workout. Uh, Jeremy Sohan said he grew up a huge Thunder fan uh, and had a workout with OKC. And then Blake Wesley had no workout with OKC, but he did have a Zoom meeting with the Thunder, and that's um, common as well. If you remember last week, uh, Marjan Beauchamp did not have a workout with OKC, but he did have a Zoom meeting with Sam Presti and Nick Collison. It appears it's the same thing here with Blake Wesley. And then the latest draft info. Woj had a mock draft special on ESPN, and he said that OKC is zeroing in on Chet Holmgren and has had him at the top of the list all along. Um, that would make sense. Uh, Chet's been rumored to be OKC's guy for a long time, and uh, he just kind of fits the mold of what the Thunder are attempting to do or like to do. So I like that uh, from Woj. Zach Lowe on the Low Post podcast today said that Denver's 2027 pick is top five protected and has three years to convey. Folks, this is a massive win for OKC. In return for giving up pick 30 in a draft where I don't have 20 first-round grades, they get a top five protected pick in 2027 whenever they project to be good, all for taking on $8 million. And why this is so important isn't because I'm projecting the Nuggets to fall off a cliff. It's because life happens, basketball happens. In 2027, if the Rockets rebuild goes the way that it's supposed to, if the Thunder rebuild goes the way it's supposed to, that's two more teams competing in this incredible Western Conference. Injuries can happen. Who would have thought the that the Chris Paul-Russell Westbrook trade um, and, and, the, and the Thunder Rockets trade, who would have thought that that would have been an outcome where the where the Rockets keep their top five protected pick, you know, in that, in that outcome, top four protected pick in that outcome, right? So, like, things can go off the rails quickly. Who would have thought that the Clippers would have given the Thunder a lottery pick this soon. I mean, look at the Clippers as an example. It's not as though the Clippers organization's fallen apart. They dealt with injuries. They dealt with bumping the roads. They they handled it the best that they could. They got to that playing game, bowed in the Western Conference, and then faltered in the playing game. And thus handed OKC a lottery pick. I thought that this would be at least a lottery protected pick. And for it to not be a lottery protected pick, all for the fact that you took on an expiring contract worth $8 million is a massive win for OKC. This is incredible. I mean, this truly is incredible. And so we'll see what happens with that pick down the line. Uh, Chet Holmgren did share his medicals with OKC in Orlando. And then there's also a report that the Blazers now like Shaden Sharp. It appears that Dame really likes Shaden Sharp. 
Um, and so does that make trading up harder? You know, in, in this draft with the Blazers, does it truly take Lou Dort now? Is that even on the table for the Thunder? Do they even want to um, trade the necessary pieces to get Shaden Sharp? Uh, all those things are question marks that you have to evaluate between now and tomorrow. But that's kind of one of the first times we've heard of a team being incredibly interested in Shaden Sharp uh, besides the Thunder. And so it's worth noting here to see kind of how this all pans out. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We went through the best, worst, and most likely case scenarios. What are those things for you in this process thus far? How are you feeling? A day out. Let me know on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. And until tomorrow, be good and be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 